This podcast is brought to you by the Hitched Wine Club. The holidays are just around the corner, and with a couple of clicks, Hitched has made it easy to check an item off your list. Whether you're hosting holiday meals or visiting friends and family, joining the Hitched Wine Club takes the hassle out of finding that perfect bottle. When the holiday dust settles, you and your spouse will continue to get great wine along with date ideas and much more. Gift memberships and baskets also make a perfect gift. Take advantage of this great opportunity by visiting hitchedmag.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined with our always informative etiquette expert, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, We are recording this about a week out, and uh, today we're going to talk about first Thanksgiving etiquette. Uh, um, So for those couples who are uh, you know, cooking that turkey for the first time as a married couple, or uh, maybe you've moved back home and you're going to be dealing with some new issues uh, that you haven't had to deal with in the past. We're going to talk about a lot of really great tips to make that a smooth transition. Uh, but before we get into that, Diane, uh, you uh, and one of your colleagues have just launched a new um, – what do you call this? A pledge? We call it a campaign. It's a campaign. It's a national initiative to unplug. And let me start out by saying my my very successful colleague, Thomas Farley, he is he and I were talking one day and we were talking about our corporate clients and some of their feedback about their employees and always being on their cell and, you know, their different devices. So we started to come up with an idea, which turned into our campaign, Thanksgiving Unplug. And we want people starting with the Thanksgiving table, that means our families, to turn off their device, whatever it is. It's a, it could be their Game Boy, it could be their iPod, iPad, whatever. And um, just enjoy time with family and friends at the Thanksgiving table this year. And you have a website where people can pledge to actually execute this, um, and it is thanksgivingunplugged.com. And you also have uh, a page on Facebook where they can like it and um, a Twitter account where they can follow it. Uh, And I'm assuming people could just uh, do a search on Facebook and find you guys there, correct? That's right. Thomas and I are challenging everyone to unplug their device and take the pledge and like us, but most importantly, unplug. That's what we want you to do this Thanksgiving. Now, as I have a question about this, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm a techno guy, so I'm going to try to uh, (laughs) see how far I can bend these rules. Uh, Does this mean I um, am only unplugging at the dinner table or does this mean I'm supposed to be unplugging for the entire day of Thanksgiving? Fortunately for you, Steve, (laughs) just the dinner table. Okay. I think I can handle that. It would be very hard for all of us, Thomas and I laugh, including ourselves, because we're all technically connected, you know, in one way or or another. So it's just about unplugging at the dinner table. Do not text. 
do not use your cell phone. It's, you know, I know that we have family and friends that we want to talk to long distance on our cell. That's great. Just not at the table. So we can reconnect with the people that are sitting next to us. So what you're saying is this is really an effort to engage in the people we're sitting across from, not with our screens. That's right. (laughs) They've done for the past few weeks or few months or the past year. Sometimes we haven't even seen them for a year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, well, I, you know, this is actually a really great segue into, um, today's topic, which is, uh, like I mentioned at the top, uh, first Thanksgiving etiquette. And so, um, you know, you can toss your expectations out the window and get ready to blend in with your in-laws and their merry ways here. Uh, we're going to kind of just go through, um, a simple quick list of etiquette tips to help you put your best foot forward um, uh, when you are the guest of your new spouse's family during the holidays. And it's easy. We take for granted so many things. You know, we we think we're just going to show up, Steve, for Thanksgiving dinner. But there really are a few little tips that are going to make us appear more grateful this this holiday and the first one is to show up with a gift you know now i'm really you know i kind of slanted this towards wives towards the new brides or you know because sometimes our our husbands especially when they're going home to their mom they they want the you know the turkey leg and they want their special mashed potatoes and they just want to get home but we should be the ones at least for this day to say look I need to buy a gift. I need to bring her something special. She's worked. You know, it's usually the moms who are cooking. I'm not going to be sexist, you know, dad. (laughs) (laughs) But just bring a gift. You know, bring a gift for the family. Don't arrive empty-handed. It could be a board game because you're unplugging after, and maybe after the dinner too. It could be something that really shows that I put some effort and thought into it. And so, I mean, what type, is there an example or two that you, I mean, is wine a, a gift that would be a good thing or is it should be non-food related? It can be, but don't expect for the family to uh, to serve it. And wine, you mentioned wine, well, just don't bring it chilled because if you bring it chilled, it, it feels like you assume they're going to serve it at the meal. And, you know, our the the host and in this case we're talking about the mom and the dad or the aunt or the uncle have prepared this meal for you and they already know their menu and they've probably already prepared the wine list and and everything that goes along with it so just consider her interests and I say her you know but his interest if he's cooking you know consider their interest and taste and find something that shows that you spent some time and reflection in the choice of the gift okay um, the the second item on the list here is uh, to offer to help with the meal. Is, the, is this in the uh, cooking process? Well, it could be in the cooking process. You could ask in advance by saying, what can I bring? What can I bring to help out? Because oftentimes we want help. We want an extra casserole or you can bring the salad or why don't you bring the mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes? Now, they may say no, you know, we don't need anything. So get in there and once you once you arrive and roll up your sleeves and see if there's something that you can do to help. Offer to chop the vegetables, set the table, maybe pass out the appetizers. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of I'm going to say there's going to be a lot of people cooking, but normally it really boils down to just one or two people. So uh-huh. you just help. Just help and see what you can do. Okay. And if if your mother-in-law declines uh, your help, um, what, might you, what might you yeah. say to like change her mind? 
Well, you know, if she declines and sometimes, you know, the host doesn't need any or doesn't want any help, you just, she feels like you're getting in her way. I know for myself, if somebody offers to help me in the kitchen, I'm just tripping over them. I know where everything is. I don't want to have to say my bowls are here or my utensils are over here. So, you know, just, just know that she's going to, she can reserve the right to change her mind. So just be ready and available. And you Mm. might just say, do you want company in the kitchen or would you prefer I go watch television? And she just may say, go out there and watch TV with a family. Got it. (laughs) Okay. I like that suggestion of uh, asking if they just like some company because you're right. I mean, I, I love cooking and I've kind of, you know, in certain situations I do like a little help, but on others, you know, I'm more efficient if I'm just doing things by myself. But that doesn't mean I want to be excluded from a conversation. So right, I think we it's a great enjoy suggestion. we enjoy being part of the group. Still, not maybe not the entire group, but maybe one or two people can hang out. You know, if there's a a kitchen counter or a bar, and just just chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, the number three thing is uh, don't wait to be asked. What what do you mean by that? By that, I mean after the dinner is over and everybody kind of goes off their separate ways, mom or, you know, the, whoever the host is, mm-hmm. is left cleaning up afterwards. And again, this is a time where I just say, start picking up the plates. Now, they may or may not have taken their own plates to the counter if you're at home, but just start picking up the utensils, picking up the plates, gathering up the linen, just help them clean the table off. They may or may not want you to do the dishes. I'm very funny about my dishes. <laughs> if, it, if they're going to get broken, I want to be the one to break them. Yes. <laughs> but do what you can do that will offer a little bit of assistance. And this is the time. It's interesting. This is the time where hosts really would prefer to be by themselves to clean. If they are going to, first of all, a host shouldn't clean up while they still have guests. Mm -hmm. But in a family environment, we like to do it. Let's just face it. We want to get it over with. You know, you don't want all the dirty plates sitting there for multiple hours. But if the host says no, thank you, then this is probably the time that you can scurry off because they want to get it fast and furious, clean and out of the way. Yeah. And by the way, this is a great time too, because everybody will go into their coma from the tryptophan and pass out watching football. And, you know, by the time they wake up from your nap and ready to have the pie, the the kitchen will be clean. Oh yeah. Isn't that something? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you don't get a pass. You have to mix and mingle. Yeah. And that's our next bullet point because it's so important for you to get to know your new family members. And you may be a new bride, let's say, Mm -hmm. because remember, I'm kind of slanting this towards the the brides right now. Uh, But you may have been in the family for multiple years. That still doesn't mean you can go in and just take a nap and remove yourself from all of the guests. You know, get to know the cousins, ask questions from the uncles and aunts, but be a part of the mix and the family. Don't just stick to your husband like glue. You know, you want to make everyone comfortable to be around you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and the next one, I'm, I'm assuming the mix and mingle segues into this next one, which is keep your game face on. Well, you know, what happens is, and I've seen it, you know, I've seen it happen, not necessarily in my own family, but this is something that I see year to year, either the husband or the wife says, I hate to go to my in-laws house because they don't, they don't eat early enough or they have lemon pie instead of pumpkin pie. And so I say, make sure your body language and your facial expressions are not letting on that you're not happy 
is if they serve you lemon pie for dessert rather than your grandma's pumpkin pie recipe, oh well. You know, keep your game face on means just be pleasant and just know that it's coming. Or even if you're surprised by what's going to happen, they might want to play. <laughs> this one couple told me that they played bunco after the meal. And and she would much rather just go sit and, and you know, just relax. Uh-huh. So she's uh, this this client of mine said, well, so I have to play bunco every Thanksgiving. Well, but you already know that you're going to play bunco. So... <laughs> <laughs> so practice up, you know, that's yeah. what I mean by that. <laughs> okay. And you know, the other thing is, um, if, if you know, they, they don't make the dish that you want or that's traditional to you, it may be something in the preparation phase where you can offer to make that side dish that you really want to have that you're used to. Exactly. Now, don't be surprised if they say, no, I've got it covered. But even if they say that, then why don't you serve it? You can make it and serve it for another meal, either before or after. Get the, get your taste, you know, get that taste out of the way so you won't be missing it when you're sitting down at the meal. Exactly. And and also, if, uh, if you know some, some leftovers are coming your way or anything like that, you can make it as a side dish for yourself. And then the next day or the day after that, when you're having leftovers, leftovers you can include your version of the dish that's right oh and speaking of leftovers i just have to say this you know in business steve i always say that there is no room for doggy bag because you never ask for a doggy bag when you're out with a client but this is the perfect opportunity to take home leftovers if they want to give them to you and if you're the host i just saw this precious idea they had these um lunch bags and they had the kids draw different dogs on the back <laughs> and they're so cute so i'm just throwing that in for good measure because i think it was just a great idea because we've actually talked about um dinner parties and hosting in the past and how it's inappropriate to ask for leftovers um in that situation but thanksgiving's usually a family affair and you and- know mom always wants to send you home with leftovers yeah <laughs> she wants you to take them home so you know we're going to bend the rules here a little bit it doesn't apply to this is not a an, a formal event a business event or a or a you know a, some kind of dinner party you're at your mom's or your family's and they want to send you home with extra turkey and gravy and take yeah. it this is the yeah. time to take it all right <laughs> and that's one of the family traditions that that people um enjoy is taking home the leftovers or sitting around the piano and having group sing-alongs or so so really with these family traditions you know that rolls into our next bullet you don't have an option you know if they want to sit around and Grandpa plays the piano and they do sing-alongs every year. You can't sit in the other room because you don't like to sing. You have to be a part of the mix. If you want to if you want to get along with the family, it's the gracious thing to do. You wouldn't do it to your boss and you wouldn't do it to your best friends. So certainly don't be too comfortable that you want to do it to your spouse's family. So even if you don't enjoy it, you have to respect it. That's right. With a happy face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the final the final point here uh, when you're celebrating your first Thanksgiving or I guess all Thanksgivings going forward uh, <laughs> is to really focus and try to work on being a good guest. And that means doing whatever it takes. Every family is different. So some families might all retreat to the living room and take a nap. So if you want to take a nap while they're taking a nap, great. But 
I keep going back to this nap thing. Obviously, I've, I've experienced <laughs> this personally, you can tell. But, you know, what it means is being a part of that group and being the kind of guest that will be invited back year to year without them saying, well, she's coming back again and it's so uncomfortable. She doesn't want to talk. She doesn't pitch in. She goes to another room. She stays to herself. Those aren't all positives. We have to spin those into into positive you know comments so i'm so glad she's come she's ready to pitch in she's a she's a conversationalist she has such interesting things to say she asks questions so that's a good guest yeah and the, the nice thing about thanksgiving is we know it's coming every year and you can prepare for these things it's not just a out of the blue oh they just popped over now what do we do Right. Um, you have time to prep. And so hopefully you have time to prep because then the next holiday is around the corner. <laughs> That's right. And we will in an upcoming episode talk about that as well. So um, uh, that's actually a perfect um, place to stop this week. So thanks, Diane. We will we will continue our holiday etiquette conversation in a near episode. Oh, I love holiday etiquette. It's my pleasure, Steve. Um, before we go, I want to remind everybody, you are listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a recognized etiquette expert, is the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals who are striving to polish their interpersonal skills. Uh, you can get more information at her website, diannegotsman.com. You can follow Diane on Twitter at Diane Gotsman. And by the way, Diane is a great uh, Twitter person to follow because she is constantly tweeting like really great uh, tidbits of info from herself and, and other people with uh, some uh, etiquette tips. Um, and then as she mentioned at the top, uh, check out their uh, website and take the pledge, thanksgivingunplugged.com. Uh, so disconnect from your devices and reconnect with your family. Um, and, uh, oh, one last thing before we go here, I actually want to mention, I want to say, uh, thank you to all of our loyal listeners. Um, I don't know what it is that you guys did recently, but after 234 episodes, I think this is going to be 235, uh, iTunes has finally recognized us as a new and noteworthy podcast. So we're definitely not new, uh, but, a Apparently, we're now noteworthy, so if you are looking to find us uh, in the iTunes store under the podcast category of, um, I think it's Kids and Family, uh, we are right there up at the top um, within the new and noteworthy category, so that's pretty exciting for us. And the other thing is... um, in Stitcher, if you listen to us on Stitcher, we have jumped all the way up to number 22 in the top 100 rankings. Uh, again, in the in the parents, family, and kids category, uh, which goes to show, by the way, that they don't have a marriage uh, category. Um, how few and how necessary these resources are. So, uh, I want to thank everybody for all their. Um, all your loyalty and listening and I uh, can't wait to do this again soon. And um, by the way, one last thing <laughs> is uh, we have our, our new wine club that we just launched. Um, if you're just tuning in, uh, we have a really great wine club. We just launched this new program, a new wine club called the Happily Ever After Club. Uh, you can get almost $100 off just your first shipment alone. Uh, check that out. There's a link on our homepage. And um, I will stop my plugs now. I'm going to unplug like your Thanksgiving unplug, Diane. So one last time. Thank you very much, Diane. 
My pleasure, Steve. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.